new drive with Goodman and Fry. Presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. And welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason, watch us. Goodman Fry, number one. Happened three times yesterday. I'm trying to get better. Goodman Fry, welcome to the show. Do me a favor. Kill the music. Kill it. Start the segment all over again. I want to get this right. Can we do the intro again, please? Yeah, we can do that. And start it uh, now. You're taking the show off the rails. That's what he's doing. Looking at me like. I'm going to do it with Goodman and Fry. I'm going to do it right. Presented by Silter okay. Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. And welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. On the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T. Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for The Lead. The Lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, so here we go. After eight days, the Avalanche are finally back in action, taking on the St. Louis Blues with all of this time off. Do you expect them to come out flying? In the opening 10 minutes? Yeah. Or yes. will there be rust? Oh, there won't be any rust. I, I don't think, think so either. They've practiced hard to under, not game conditions, but as hard as you can practice off and on during this break. And I think they'll be sharp. I have very little doubt that they're going to come out flying in this series. You were, were you at Jared Bednar's press conference today? Yes. Okay. Ask me a question. <laughs> Just ask me. Uh, we're going to role play. Mason, I used to do this all put, Are you going to put it in Curtis McDermott in the lineup yes. tonight? Yes. Keep going. Ask me another word of role play. I'm Bednar. You're a media member, which you are. So ask me an open-ended question. <laughs> ask me an open-ended question, whatever it is. Just come up. What are you it. hoping to have happen in the game one? Yes. Keep going. Another open-ended question. He doesn't say yes now. He's in his postseason mode now. No. Yes. I am not going to talk about lineup. How short was he in his press conference? He was very short. He uncharacteristically short. That's my point. He is anxious to get back on the ice. And it was as if uh, we were sitting there making fun of ourselves in the sense of we've asked everything in the last week. Right. What, what else can we ask here? What, I tried to like even go into his past and say, you know, he was an ECHL player, won the, the Kelly cup, both as a player and as a coach. And I tried to ask him whether there was anything he learned as a player about playoff hockey in right. the ECHL, which is legendarily tough and knock and drag out. And uh, he, he didn't really want to talk about it. Let's talk matchups. All we keep hearing, the, the Blues have 920 goal scorers. You hey, know the, what? I got news for you. Eric, the Blues have 920 goal scorers. You know what? If the if the Avs didn't deal with injuries, they would have had 920 goal scorers. Too. Ryan O'Reilly is like their sixth leading goal scorer. I understand that. If the Avs didn't have injuries, they would have nine leading. They'd have nine guys with 20 goals or more, too. Yes, okay? they would. But here's the difference. They don't have McKinnon, and they don't have McCarr. Period. They don't have those guys. And I understand Bennington, and you know he played well at the end of the series against the Wild. I get that. 
But who's better defensively? Vladimir Tarasenko is in the same class, in the same class as the Avalanche star forwards. He's not as good, but he's in that same class. They have anybody like McKinnon? Because unless Al McGinnis is rolling out there sometime <laughs> soon, I don't think they have any. Look out for that shot. Right. Right. So they don't have they don't have McCarr, and they certainly don't have a defensive pairing like McCarr. Well, and no, they've also got Tory Krug and Marco Scandella hurt, and they're not going to play tonight. They're day to day, so it, it, moving forward, they might still be out too. So that's a plus for the Avalanche. Okay, I want to get into something that has been talked about at times. If the Avs get knocked out of the second round, no, he's not going to get fired. I didn't say is he going to. That's not my question. That's not my question. If they get knocked out of the second round again, barring unforeseen circumstances, remember, this team is 100% healthy now. Yes. And and I'm including Darcy Kemper in that. I would have to say, uh, even even Nico Sturm talked about he's been banged up a little bit. They, they've, got, they've, they've got guys Nico banged Sturm's on the fourth up. line. Yeah. He's on the fourth line. And they have options. Their healthy scratches could start for a lot of teams. Yes. Is, is that fair to say? Yes. They're deep and they're healthy. I am not suggesting that Joe Sackick will pull the plug on Jared Bednar. He won't. I don't think he will either, but that's not the question I'm asking. What's the question you're asking? If they get knocked out for the fourth consecutive year in the second round, and there's nothing unforeseen like McCarr and McKinnon get hurt Mm -hmm. in tonight's game, something wild happens, then, then maybe. Should Joe Sackick, honestly... Look at Jared Bednar and say, this is the fourth straight year and you, we have a totally healthy team. And, and I'll give you, I'll, I'll say this. Let's say Kemper is just flat out rotten throughout this entire series. Then you could make the case that's really not Bednar's fault. No, it isn't. I, I get that. So, but let's say they lose four of the games and they're all 3-2. They're all 3-2. You know, I went along with kind of that thinking of if there something bizarre happened, if they were embarrassing, if they got blown out, if it appeared they lost their poise, if it appeared they fell apart and weren't ready. I went along with that. Okay, they'd look at Jared Bednar. But I've kind of come, I've been kind of pushed into the corner on this because I've, some of the speculation has been so almost illogical and not, and not understanding kind of the nature of, of Joe Sackick's patience. His, it's uh, long. It, it, it is. And by the Jared way, Bednar would have been, he's the third leading coach in tenure now behind John Cooper and, and uh, the coach of Pittsburgh. I'll tell you who has less patience than Joe Sackick is Josh Sullivan, Cro- Sullivan at Pittsburgh. Josh Kroenke doesn't have, and he's a great guy. I love Josh Kroenke. Mm-hmm. I really do. But there was a point. Let's just say I had this from a very, 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 very good source that Joe Sackick was on the ropes as a GM of this mm-hmm. team. He was on the ropes. After the first year? Uh, I can't remember. I, I don't remember the year, but I remember where I was told, and I could look <laughs> it up in the break. The point is, I was told that if Sackick and the Avs did not have a better season, he would likely be fired. Well, the 16-17 season was legendary for its... Uh, awfulness because it was they they had 48 points they it was a legendarily bad season with a, with them scraping the salary cap ceiling which is very very hard to do and Sackick was they were starting from square one and trying to rebuild get rid of some contracts get rid of some people 
get rid of some people and go from there. So uh, that was that would probably be if you're an owner, you're saying we got one of the highest salaries in the NHL, and we have a, a legendarily awful, legendarily awful record. I'll so tell that's, you that's probably the. I'll year. tell you the year. It was 2017. Yes, going to the 2017-2018 season. That was after the awful season. That was I going was, into the next. Season. I was told he was on the ropes. I'll tell and you, and they what, made the playoffs in the last day of the year. Here's the thing: there is history and there is precedent for letting go of a coach despite success. And I'll give you two perfect examples. You're talking about Joe Sackick as general manager, though. I understand that. I'm not saying Joe should fire Jared Bednar. I like Jared Bednar. But if you get knocked out in the second round for the third for the fourth consecutive season with the lineup that Sackick has put together, um, and it's the fourth consecutive year in the second round, I think you might have to look at Jared Bednar and say, is he the guy to help us take the next he, step? He got a contract extension early in the year to take him through next season. That's fine. And that's an issue. Well, number, number two, there have been several instances, I, I can think of three, when under conventional hockey thinking with complete lack of respect for coaches, throwing them, uh, throwing, throwing, uh, throwing them into the recycling bin, which mm-hmm. is what happens, they mm-hmm. get a job somewhere else, uh, that Jared Bednar would have been fired. And Joe Sackick uh, ignored that pressure and, and stepped away from the traditional line of thinking in hockey and kept Jared Bednar. I think, I, I guess what I'm saying is you can come up with all the uh, extreme scenarios under which you could consider firing Jared Bednar. No, I'm saying I, a, I don't think they're going to happen. And right. B, I don't think even if they did, Joe Sack, he, Joe Sackick and, and Josh Cronkey might step back and say, let's take a look at this. Let's go on a retreat. Let's have dinner. Let's talk about it. But I think they would end up bringing Jared Bednar back. They might, but let me give you two concrete examples of where making a coaching change has made sense. Number one, Doug Collins was the head coach of the Chicago Bulls, mm-hmm. led them to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Detroit Pistons. But Doug Collins, first of all, he was a brash guy anyway. He and Jordan didn't particularly get along that well. But even so, Jerry Krause, the GM at the time, felt that Doug Collins was not the right fit. So he hired Phil Jackson, mm-hmm. who was an assistant. Then the following year, the Bulls go to the Eastern Conference Finals. The following year, they win three straight. Now let's look at Golden State. Mark Jackson was the head coach of the Golden State Warriors. Mark Jackson wasn't the right fit. And so what did they do? They let him go. The next year, Steve Kerr and the Warriors got knocked out in the opening round, and then they went on a run, mm-hmm. winning titles. I like Jared Bednar, but if you lose in four consecutive seasons in the second round, maybe Jared Bednar is not the guy to take him over the hump. I know Joe probably won't do that, and I'm not suggesting somebody should be fired. But at the end of the day, four consecutive years, second round exits, if you don't take a hard look at it, then I'm sorry. As good as Sackick has done building this roster, then you're not doing your job. Okay, that's arguable. But I don't that's think it, A, I don't think it's going to happen, and B, I don't think it would ha- I don't think it would result in his firing regardless of what happens. And you, I think he's back next season no matter what. I think he I think he is back next season no matter what, too. However, I think you need to take a long, hard look. Is he the guy to get you past the second round if he doesn't? Because it's four consecutive years. I think the bigger issue is going to be if this team does not win the Stanley Cup, does not live up to any sort of expectations, even if it was uh, uh, putting on a run to run to deep in the playoffs. I think, I think the, the issue is going to end up being Darcy Camper. 
I agree. If he falls on his face, they'll go shopping again. Yeah, they have to. And oh, by the way, from his contracts up. Well, I'll tell you something else. From what I understand, I know we need to hit a break. They have a kid in the minors who's a goalie, and I've been told this kid's untouchable. He's not going anywhere in a trade. Apparently, they like him a lot, and I can't even remember his name. You probably know, or maybe you don't. No, not off the top of my head. They have a kid in the minors who, from what I understand, is not available in a trade. You talking about Werner? Some kid in the minors. He's not available in a trade. That's who they're. I've been told that's who they like a lot, and he's well, untouchable. Well, Miska and Annan, and I think you're talking about junior hockey, maybe. I'm but, not sure, but uh, bottom line is they have a kid who's untouchable. Miska and Annan are, are the goalies for the Eagles. Again, I can't remember the guy's name, but they have a guy in the minors. You can look it up. He is untouchable. Coming up after the break. Just like Vic Fangio and Vance Joseph, Nathaniel Hackett in his first season as the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Honeymoon period has been fantastic. Everybody loves him in that building, but could be a, could a backslapper, a guy who loves to quote movies. Can he be a long-term successful head coach? Because it really hasn't been seen in the NFL. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us at You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at tfry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I've been telling you for a long time, I've been taking testosterone for the last five, maybe seven years. And honestly, it was a pain going to the doctor, you know, every, I don't know, three, four months and having to drive over to Walgreens to pick up my prescription. It was expensive as well. Well, I found the solution and I got it all in one company, Low T99. It is all-inclusive treatment. For just $129 a month, they're going to send you the testosterone and the supplies for just $129 a month. That includes your lab work as well and all your appointments, which are done remotely. It is an all-in-one. It is an absolute time saver. It is a money saver. Uh, Just last week, without even having to make a call, a FedEx shipment showed up my door with my testosterone and my supplies. I didn't have to ask for it. It was just there. If this sounds like you or someone you know, if you are taking tea right now, there isn't a better place to go than Low T99. Do what I did. Go to LowT99.com. That's LowT99.com. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmurosport.com. Well, Nathaniel Hackett, first-time head coach. Vic Fangio, first-time head coach. Vance Joseph, first-time head coach. Honeymoon period has been nothing short of a love fest between Hackett and his players and vice versa and the media with Hackett. Everybody loves Nathaniel Hackett. Do you we, think we? Do you think the media has gone a little overboard? He's such a friendly guy. 
He's such a neat compared to covering Vic Fangio, who <laughs> I, I liked Vic, but Vic was an older uptight type of guy. He was all football all the time. You know, I, I was told stories by Mace that, you know, Hackett would be out and he would be drinking beer with guys and hanging out. I mean, I've been to Nuggets games where Hackett's in the stands and the jumbotron goes on him and he's acting just like a fan. He's a very relatable guy. He's the type of guy that you'd want to have a beer with. And now he's the head football coach of the Broncos. You have been around football for a very long time. Your father was a football coach. But then again, it's a different era as well. And players are getting paid a lot more money and they feel more entitled. Do you think his approach, quoting movie lines and patting you on the back and like he did during one of the mini camps, playing running back behind Russell Wilson doing, doing sprints? Yes. Do you think that will play? I think he's going to have to tone it down considerably once it gets serious. I don't think he can continue like that. I don't think that will work in the long run. I think it's one of those things where guys uh, start to roll eyes a little bit. He, he can't cross that line. I don't think he's done it yet. I've raised the issue more as a topic for conversation than reaching a de- definitive conclusion in my, my mind. But I think at some point he's going to have to dial that dial that back considerably because at some point guys start to guys do start to roll their eyes whenever things go wrong. Bingo. They, they look at all those. They look at that as kind of well, he he's too much a player's coach, or even the players make fun of it because he's not serious. When he got serious hired, I basically said the same thing. Let's see what happens if they go on a three-game losing streak. And if a guy who seems like pops happy pills, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about not a couple, I mean he downs a vial <laughs> every day before he goes into work, if he is happy jovial during a three-game losing streak, then I think guys will roll their eyes. I am with you on that, but right now I think the approach works. Do you think, though, I, I was thinking about this. He's, he is the son of a very well-known coach. Yeah, I covered his dad with the Chiefs. What was his dad like? I, I wasn't around him to be honest. I was around Marty Schottenheimer, not really around the assistant coaches. But from my perspective, having a father who was in coaching for, for decades, both on the college and the NFL level, uh, I wonder how much Nathaniel Hackett's demeanor is a direct response, kind of a counterpoint to what he saw as a coach's son of dad. You know, the idea of coaches having to be at the facility for 18 hours a day is just absurd in today's, today's modern world. Or you can break down, you can, you don't have to break down film anymore. You have video guys who break down everything for you. Right. You don't need to do that. You don't need to be working 18 hours a day. That's the other thing I'm going to be interested to see is how his staff ends up, what their work schedule will be like. The idea that well, you he, he already to, made something clear. He already made something clear. You can go home. Friday nights, that's meant for family. He made that very clear at a press conference. Friday nights, everybody goes home and bees with their family. He made that very clear. I think you can do that even more. I don't think you need to be at at the facility sleeping on a cot or anything, anything remotely approaching that anymore. The idea of coaches, well, the other guy's working hard, so I I have to work harder. That's that's almost outmoded now. There is something to be said for being positive when things are going bad. But he is so jovial. It's a great personality trait. He's a guy everybody wants to be around. But he hasn't been a head coach either. Nope, he hasn't. So with that, when you have a guy who is always, always, you know, happy all the time, and that's great. But when the house is burning down and your leader is jumping up and down, quote, movie lines, I, you're right. 
I don't know how well that will go over. So you're right. We'll see how that balances out. We will see how this goes as the season plays on. I think we're both being very clear that it, it's it's this is not a criticism of no. what he's doing now. It's it's a, a, asking the question: Will he be adaptive and will he adjust and will he tone it down when it becomes necessary to do so? And again, he has no coaching experience. I'll give you a guy who's positive all the time. And he led his team to two Super Bowls. That's Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is a positive guy. Do I think Vince Lombardi could coach in today's era? <laughs> Absolutely not. Do I think Bill Parcells, who I believe we'll have this conversation another time, is the greatest head football coach of all time? And I do. I think Bill Parcells is the greatest head football coach of all time. Um, it looks like you want to talk about this in the next segment, or we can talk about it in the break. Point is, Hackett has an infectious energy no question and it's great but he has a brand new coaching staff i think one reason why they brought in dom capers was Mm -hmm. to help level him off a little bit but we will certainly see how it goes because you don't know how the season's unfolding yet and in a training camp in mini camps it is light because every team is zero zero and you don't have any losses that you have to answer about will dom capers be allowed to speak his mind will we will he be allowed to be more than a yes man Will they listen to him? I don't think that I don't think that Nathaniel Hackett brought in Dom Capers to be a yes man. I think he brought him. You have to prove what well, you have to prove in that situation is that it's this is not just window dressing. This is not saying, well, I brought in a veteran coach to advise me, I, or anything along those lines. That you have to listen to him. You have to give him input. You have to do have him. You have to encourage him to be more than a yes man. I think the impression that I've got from Nathaniel Hackett is he does something that a lot of coaches just don't do. And I'll point out the guy who is the head coach of the Cleveland Browns right now. Mm -hmm. And that's one reason why, and his name is escaping me, and Danny maybe can help me out with his name. I don't know why I can't remember his name. Kevin Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski. One reason why his relationship has soured with Baker Mayfield. Now Mayfield's going to be out at some point. But Mayfield has complained, and I've been told this by people who are close to him, that Mayfield doesn't like the fact that Stefanski is not collaborative and a lot of coaches are not collaborative nathaniel hackett strikes me as a guy at least through the pictures that i see with him standing next to russell wilson and the, <laughs> just the things that i've heard he is a collaborative type of guy he wants the input from a russell wilson i think you have to i'm, I'm on baker mayfield's side on that one the, the only other thing is you know all the offseason kind of the, the the funny videos. The, right. At what point do you draw the line and say, okay, now it's business? Well, I, I think it will be business. Uh, I, I think it is business. And I think, I, I can't say that Nathaniel Hackett, because I don't know how he, big of a hammer is that he will drop because we haven't played a game yet. The intern video is hilarious. It is. And the, give Hackett credit for being involved. Yeah. Right. And I, and I Russell, like John Elway Russell on that Wilson. scooter. And Russell Wilson was terrific in it. Right. Right. Listen, if Peyton Manning can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> right. Coming up after the break, Tom Brady. Uh, we all know about Peyton Manning and Omaha Productions, that he is uh, getting into the uh, video film world. Well, Tom Brady, he's doing the same thing. We'll tell you what he's been doing next. But he has produced a series that could be must-watch television. That's next. Always had a vision, always had high, high, high hopes. 
afternoon drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Fry. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver. Damn. At T. Fry. <laughs> at Eric Goodman. You can still go to Mace Denver if you want to and let them know how well we're doing in our second day. You know those instances where they have jars on Hey, I've worked at newspapers where they're jars on tables. You have to I put know. in a dollar each time. You well, wait a minute. So what are you going to put in a dollar for? Nothing. So everybody benefits off of my mistake? Yes. How about your mistakes? Danny and I will go out for beers later. Right? Well, how about your mistakes? Sure. What mistakes? Exactly. This is who I'm dealing with now. I'm dealing with the same guy that I dealt with before. who never could admit that he was wrong. And now I have a, a new guy telling me in Terry Fry that he doesn't make mistakes. I mean, what kind of world have I stepped into here? Danny, help me out here. You chose both of them. I did, and wisely, and very wisely. That's where I'll give myself credit for that. Okay. Anyway, Tom. Well, I'm enjoying myself, Eric. Are you? Yeah. Okay. All right. You, you only have 20 more minutes till the show ends. You're then gonna, I get to go see Gary Bettman. There you go. Tell him I say hello. Tell him I say, say shalom. Okay, will do. Say shalom to him. He's actually done a very good, he's done a great job. People don't give him credit. Canadians hate him. It's hilarious. It's, it's, it's pro forma booing him when anything, when he's handing anything out. It's, it's just, it's ridiculous. How many commissioners don't get booed? I mean, I'll tell you who's the best uh, commissioner out there is, is Michael. So uh, is not Michael Silver's Adam Silver with the NBA. He's mm-hmm. fantastic. You think so? Yeah, I do. Cause I think he's progressive. How about Rob Manfred? He's awful. He doesn't even like baseball. He came out and said it. He's an absolute tool. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Out of Peyton Manning's book, uh, Peyton Manning has Omaha Productions, and one of those productions you see on most Monday nights when they, he and his brother do that show on ESPN2. Tom Brady is producing a Hollywood movie, and now he has teamed up with Netflix for a series called Groat. Not Goat, but Groat. The greatest roasts of all time. And Brady is going to be the first guy getting roasted. And there is a lot of material there with TB12 and Deflategate and so on and so forth. Retirement and unretirement. Exactly. There's a lot of material. If, so, if this is a roast, they've got to have Dean Martin and Foster Brooks on it. Is Dean Martin alive? No. Okay. Then I guess he's not going. No. I'll tell you, he needs to be there uh, is Jeffrey Ross because he is the greatest roaster oh, I've okay. ever seen. Really? He's, he's hilarious. With that, give me past or present. Um, a athlete from each team who would be fantastic to roast. John Elway, number one. He'd be hard to pass up because, again, there's a lot of material there. <laughs> Peyton Manning would be fantastic as well. But for Bill Romanowski, there'd be a lot of material there. And that's 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 my criteria. But then, you're, then you're talking about talking out of school. Is talking out of school okay in roast? Uh, considering some of the things people say, uh, when you go up there on the dais, 
you know you're going to get it. Yes, but there's usually script, nice scripted lines. Might be. Yeah. I'm not saying you talk out of school. I'm not suggesting you do that. But you can make fun of Bill Romanowski about his tackle box. Uh But yes, John Elway would be number one. And there, there are lots of things that we won't get into because at the end of the day, we're not roasting him. But I think everybody knows what you can roast him for. Number two, and I'm throwing this one out because I would want you on the dais to say what you really think. Number two would be Todd Helton. No, I couldn't roast him because it would be mean and vindictive. <laughs> it would be. It would be mean and it would be vindictive. I'd say do it anyway. Well, I don't think I'm going to be invited. Okay, the, the number three would be Alex English. Well, hold you're, on you're a second. You're bringing all the contemporaries of who played with him and around him, they'd be hilarious. Well, I, w- I want to get back to something really quick about Helton. Helton would never allow himself to be roasted because he doesn't have that type of personality. Or sense of humor? No, he has no sense of humor whatsoever. I'll tell you the guy who they should do is not Helton. It's Tulowitzki. Tulowitzki. Because he is so intense. Well, it'd be, it'd be so hard to do a roast because he just, after every joke, he'd want to step out of the box and, and unstrap and restrap his batting gloves. Right. Larry Walker would be a good one, too. Uh, As far as nuggets go, I'm thinking of all the guys that I've covered. I don't know if you can really poke fun really at Jokic. Maybe maybe you could poke fun at Mello a little bit. I said Alex English. No, I know you did. I I wasn't. Actually, I worked with Alex English. How about Matumbo? I think you could probably do him. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head with the nuggets that I'd say, yeah. No, George Carl. There's your winner right there. George Carl or Doug Moe. They've roasted Doug Moe. I've been to the Doug Moe. I bet it was awesome. And that's why I said Doug Moe. I wouldn't go players. That was It was hilarious. I bet it was. I wouldn't go players. I would go George, and I would go Doug Moe. Yeah. Those would be one Doug of those guys. Doug didn't play here, though. What's that? Doug did not play here. Well, but I'm saying someone in the yeah. organization. And yeah. you're, you're right. I, I kind of moved the goalposts. It was bit. hilarious. Like I'll tell you one joke from the Doug Moe roast. Uh, Carl Shearer was speaking or Carl Shearer was there and Ron Zapolo was up speaking and he said, God, it looks, I was looking at, I'm looking out at the crowd. There's a, there's a big, big crowd. And, uh, he, he asked everybody what the crowd was. And guys would say all oh, 3000, 2000. Then he got to Carl Shearer and Carl Shearer said 18,211. Yeah. Carl was famous for right. bumping up the, bumping up the gate. I got news for you. Carl Shearer. Carl Shearer, is that right? Yes. Uh, has nothing on the Colorado Avalanche with their sellout streak. You, you didn't buy all of that? Uh, when I looked at uh, when I looked at empty sections, I had a difficult time believing they were sellouts. 11 years? Do you, do you believe it, no, Terry? I don't. Oh, no. my God. I talked about that with Andrew, and he said to me, well, you know, maybe people, you know, a lot of people didn't show up, but the tickets were sold. I said, not full sections. No. Not full sections. I mean, they, you know, and, and plus, it, it gets kind of it gets kind of greasy when you're considering private boxes. Right. Okay. Uh, let's go with the your your wheelhouse, the Avalanche. Joe Sackick. I wouldn't go Joe. Who would you go? I'd go McKinnon, and the reason I'd go McKinnon is he is so intense that you could have fun with him all day. It's the guys who are intense. Yeah. Like a Peyton Manning, intense. Unless you have some really good dirt on him. Who has any dirt on Joe? Nothing. I mean, he was referred to as quoteless Joe. The only thing that you could really make fun of him for off the top of my head was how he constantly boasted about his fantasy football team. 
Well, and he's a he's a uh, Mariners fan too. Well, he's a Seattle fan in general. He's a big he's a big Seahawks fan because of the area that he grew up in in Canada. Sackick, I think, would be good. Patrick Wah would be fantastic for his tantrums and his behavior as a coach here. Well, if you want and somebody as a player, if you want somebody sitting there uncomfortable and and looking like I'm trying to go along with this, but I'm not having any fun and I'm I'm not enjoying that would be Patrick. I'm sure kind of like Helton. And I don't know if Nathan McKinnon would be able to sit in his seat. I'll tell you who'd be a great roast because great true stories would come out. And I know some of them firsthand because I've been there. Danny Hynut would be fantastic. Yes. I love Danny. He's now an assistant coach for the Nashville Predators. Correct. I mean, we had John Michael Lyles on the show and we we talked about, um, you you don't have drinks with Danny Hynut. You have pitchers. Oh, really? With Danny Hynut. You have boilermakers. Oh, yeah. Very interesting family background, supportive family. Good guy. And one of the nicest. I I would say this about any high. I've never met a hockey player who I didn't genuinely like. Really? I have. And I'm sure you don't ask me names. I won't. I won't. I won't. What do we have coming up on Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it? An interesting career accomplishment for one of the greatest home run hitters of all time over the weekend. We'll talk about that a little bit. And also teams that release statements after their season ends, whether it be an apology or just a thanks for your support. I'll get your thoughts on how you feel about those kind of statements coming out from teams as they put their seasons to rest. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive, Goodman Fry. Watch us, smileysports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, Albert Pujols made his first (laughs) career pitching appearance in Sunday night's blowout of the San Francisco Giants for the Cardinals, which is a cooler aspect in sports. Uh, Position players pitching. A position player playing quarterback, a la Kendall Hinton, or emergency backup goalies in the NHL. Well, we've had history of emergency backup goalies playing pretty well, like in the Penguins. E-bugs, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little more to go along with the regular players and say a position player pitching. It was, yeah. it was pretty funny. They, they, they got the ball back and everything else. Like a Kendall Hinton playing quarterback, that was just painful to watch. Because that's for real. Okay. When uh, a position player is pitching, you know the game is so far out of hand that it's really, he's not there to win the and game. And you can have fun with it. Right, right. Yeah, and the e-bug, even the e-bug in hockey, 
in theory, is it can be a, a determining factor in how the game comes out. Right. That's why the e-bug winning is such a great story. Right. Emergency backup goalie. Right. And there's only one in the arena, right? It's just yeah, one for, e-bug for both, for both teams. teams. So that's yeah, always that's always cool. It's too. funny to watch the e-bug here in Colorado going through the security on the loading dock before the game. He's got his equipment and everybody else is waiting behind him. Just in case you missed it, the Phoenix Suns released a statement thanking their fans, partners, and employees for their support this season, saying, quote, work on next season is already underway, end quote. Uh, It also talks about how raising the bar and achieving greater success sometimes means greater disappointment. Your thoughts on teams releasing these kinds of statements after their season? I believe there was uh, one from the Tampa Bay Lightning several years ago that received a lot of attention as well. Did Booker and Paul sign the apology? <laughs> it was only signed by the GM and the owner, I believe. I don't have any problem with that. I think we all know that it's a pro forma thing, going through the motions. The, pr- the issue is, if they don't say anything, then we criticize. It's simply pre- it's a preemptive strike. Especially after getting embarrassed at home in Game 7, in which the team didn't even show up as they were expected to win a title. It's almost like you have to say something because if you don't, that noise will be filled by somebody else. Some teams hold kind of the dust-settling post-mortem press conference, and you get a little more honesty in those situations. The written statements are really kind of dry. And and, uh, and written by a PR person yes. and not actually the person who signed it's it. It's like when an, agent, when an athlete gets in trouble and they put out a statement which was obviously written by his agent. Or, to be more critical and harsh about it, you know that athlete has a difficult time stringing together two complete sentences, and then suddenly he writes prose <laughs> in his apology. Becomes a sports writer? Right, right. Well, no. I said, no, I be said better than that. I said good writing. Yeah. Just in case you missed it, the San Francisco Giants at Colorado Rockies, 6.40 p.m. Alex Cobb on the mound for the Giants. Chad Cool for the Rockies. Rocks lost a close one last night, 7-6. Tonight's run total set at 11, and the Rockies are one-and-a-half run underdogs. So if they hold it close like they did last night, they'll cover that spread. Do the Colorado Rockies cover the spread tonight, and will the over hit again? Rockies and over. I'll take the under with the way Cool's been pitching. I mean, he's been their best pitcher. He was he was thrown into the trash can by the Pittsburgh Pirates after being their starter on opening day last year. He's been terrific. What's the Broncos' losing streak against the Chiefs now? Thirteen. Yeah. I, well, the something like that. Yeah. I wonder if you can bet on whether the whether the Rockies get to that with the Giants. Where are they at now? Eleven, I think it is. No. By the way, the last time that Cool pitched against the Giants. Uh, easily his worst outing the season. Went less than five innings, five earned runs, uh, three walks, and his uh, ERA ballooned by nearly one full point. Yes or no? Will the Rockies ever get back over 500 again? Well, let me look at the rest of the schedule. Ever this season? This season? No, oh, yeah, ever. <laughs> or this season. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me, uh, let me do this really quickly. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to look up their schedule. Who's their next game against? And what I mean by that is... Uh, are they playing more teams in their own division moving forward after this? I mean, I'll tell you right now because I have it up right now. So who are they playing next? They are playing the Mets, then the Pirates, Washington. Yeah, maybe. 
maybe. What do you think? I think they will get back up above 500 for about a week or so. I mean, the Mets are playing really well. So, so they could start burying themselves. At some point, I think they'll get back up above 500. Just in case you missed it, Pro Football Focus ranked the top 25 players under 25 entering the 2022 NFL season. Number one, Nick Bosa. Number two, Justin Herbert. Number three, Jonathan Taylor, a guy we talked about a little bit earlier. Number four, Tristan Wirfs. Number five, Justin Jefferson. Any guesses on the lone Bronco that made the list? How old is Cortland Sutton? No, no, no. He and is eight, over 25. And Pat Sertan should be ahead of Justin Jefferson. Oh, really? Yes. So your guess would be it was Patrick Sertan the second? It should be Patrick Sertan, and he should be ahead of Justin Jefferson. He is on the list at number 20. Should be higher than that. I think so, too. He should I be. thought I might be looking through my uh, orange and blue colored glasses. No, on Pat Sertan's going to be an absolute star, but he's only played one year, and Jefferson's played a couple of years, and I get that. And I totally understand that. Anyone uh, else on the Broncos currently that you think will be on the list next season? They've got a lot of good young talent. Uh, well, it depends how many carries Javante Williams gets. So if for some reason Melvin Gordon gets hurt and Javante Williams becomes the bell cow and runs for 1,300 yards and nine touchdowns, he would be on the list for next year. Uh, And I'll give you another guy, but he is completely tied to the quarterback and fortunately has a good one. Let's see what happens with Jerry Judy this season because he is under the age of 25, but who's been throwing him the ball? (laughs) But then again, what's that? Drew Locke. Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater and so on and so forth. So there's potential for Jerry Judy. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if I can think of anybody else. Can you besides no. those guys? No, those were my two. My two thoughts were Javante and Jerry. If unless, Jerry, unless performs. Benito is a breakout, unless Benito is a breakout guy, you you're yeah. really high on him. Uh, well, yeah, yes, until I'm proven wrong. <laughs> He's barely stepped on the field. I haven't. I'm not saying I've been out to watch practice. Oh I'm no! Not but, saying I, so you're that high on a second round draft? Pick? Yeah, I am. Wow. I think he's, Why? He's intriguing, and we can find out if he's the real. Deal. Why are you so intrigued by him? Just because he's a he's an impactful, impactful edge rusher, and that that's the guy who gets your attention. In this How long place. have you lived in Denver? Uh, off and on, off and on, uh, a lot of years. Well, I think you're enamored because you like him being called Casa Benito. I think that's the reason. He has cliff, cliff divers in his backyard? He does. He does. He rented all of them. Mm-hmm. All right, that was uh, Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it. Uh, they always have great specials, bubbles and boxes, 15% off. Don't forget, Argonaut delivers and delivers for free if you order more than 100 bucks. Go check them out off of Colfax or go to ArgonautLiquor.com. That's going to do it for us. Terry, great job today. Thank you. You're welcome. Alex, Danny, great job. Make it the best possible night you can.